0: Palestine Report on al Muslim with Maulana Ibrahim Musa.
1: <laughs> Let's continue with our program. It is the Palestine Report with Maulana Ibrahim Musa. Manala Salam alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Let's start off with the first story for the morning. Let's look at a recap of most recent developments in the assault on Gaza. I think we've lost Mulana Ibrahim. Let's try and reconnect with him there. Uh, it is a slow start. You know what they say, Blue Monday. So maybe the lines are misbehaving there. Do we have him back in on? Alright, it is the Palestine Report with Maulana Ibrahim Musa. We welcome you, Maulana. Assalamu salamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Let's look at the first story for the morning. And uh, let's do a quick recap of most recent developments in the assault on Gaza.
0: جزاك الله خيرا وانا وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته uh, well, we've obviously, you know, sometimes with the progression of uh, how, how long this assault has continued, um, you know, one one would uh, become unfortunately immune to to thinking that uh, the the cycle of death has stopped. Uh, but we we have just uh, on Sunday yesterday more than uh, 100 Palestinians killed in the latest uh, Israeli attack on the Jabalia refugee camp and attacks in many other locations across. Gaza. on the Israeli side uh, the number of Israelis according to the official count uh, soldiers continues to rise uh, and we have a discussion here happening once again for whatever it's worth uh, in the United Nations Security Council set to happen today <coughs> of a another resolution calling for quote an urgent and sustainable cessation of hostilities in, in Gaza um, I'm also looking here at uh, something that seems to uh, be, be quite intriguing and perhaps uh, interesting to further look at. Uh, the claim or the s- suggestion earlier last week uh, by the spokesperson for the Din al Qassam Brigades, who is Abu Ubaida, uh saying that our fighters increasingly believe that the enemy is using mercenaries in its operation, which, is, which it claims to be uh, a war of existence and national, uh, national dignity. Um, and, and I think that could be an interesting inquiry. Uh, we know this the suggestion previously that, uh, American soldiers physically may be participating in the battles on the ground. And there was evidence to suggest that. Uh, so are they referring to those or are they referring to paid mercenaries simply for the sake of fighting, fighting battles? And if that is the case, could that, uh, be a reason why you know there there, there may be a discrepancy in the uh, claims by the resistance of you know that that the number of soldiers killed on the ground is it should be significantly higher as per their estimations versus what the Israelis have officially announced here in this case uh so that's just a interesting side note to potentially look at and its implications and then one more issue uh i think that is is really becoming larger not happening in palestine per se but a fallout of what is occurring in gaza is the number of uh, you know major shipping companies that are stopping their operations through the red sea you've got a uh, hong kong based shipping company ocl stopping its uh stopping going through that area um you've got the A French shipping giant, which is CMHCGM, the third largest shipping company in the world, saying they're pausing all container shipments through the Red Sea. Uh, And this came after similar announcements from other major German and Danish shipping companies. Uh, And you've got now the uh, Egypt's Suez Canal Authority saying that they are also monitoring the effect that this could have on the operations of the Suez Canal. And, uh, just yesterday I was in Cape Town. It didn't strike me, you know, as I was looking at, uh, the, uh, the Cape Town harbor. Uh, but this comes out in the reports that 55, uh, ships, international ships since October the 9th, uh, November the 19th have been rerouted via the Cape of Good Good Hope uh, coming through South Africa uh, while uh, obviously others have tried to just uh, persist and continue through the Suez Canal area, but I think this is kind of significant to show how this has really disrupted international shipping lines and it's almost as if you've gone back to a colonial or or a pre-suez canal um, uh, t- type of travel where people had to do the long route right around africa to get to other parts of the world which obviously adds significant cost and time it's almost as if we're going back to the period of 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 the dutch or you know many many centuries ago so uh, this is an interesting area to, to to watch, you know, you, we spoke about the previous times, uh, pre, you know, previous wars in the 1970s where Arab oil was used as a weapon to be able to stop uh israeli and american aggression and here we have uh perhaps this seems to be something quite success uh, successful in 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 raising the pressure on the uh, on 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 the americans and the israelis obviously we cannot take out of this equation the effect of uh ideology uh you know the, the fact that these are the houthis and the links to iran and there could be, you know, all kinds of uh, other uh, agendas at play there. But on the surface of this, uh, there seems to be something much more successful in, in maintaining pressure and, and shifting the equation compared to, for instance, uh, the low-intensity in- rockets that are climate-fired from the side of Lebanon and Hezbollah. Mm.
1: Let's talk about discussions on a new ceasefire.
0: So a lot of uh, momentum in this regard now, uh, Morana. Over the past uh, over the past uh, day or so, uh, if if we 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 see the reports coming out from from Egypt, from Qatar, and from the Israeli side, uh, you have Egyptian security officials. Uh, saying that uh, they're claiming that both uh, the Israelis and and Hamas are open to a renewed ceasefire and hostage re- uh, release but immediately many uh, many analysts are saying that these are early discussions that there's a long road ahead but what what do they constitute what do we make of them uh, the Egyptians and the Qataris, they're saying that, uh, as a precondition for negotiations, uh, the, the, the amount of aid entering the Gaza Strip should increase drastically. New crossings, uh, that were closed for a long period of time, uh, since, uh, since the, uh, since October the 7th should open again. And they, they are insisting on this according to the reports because uh, half of Gaza's population is experiencing starvation. But then um, you have uh, maybe two two uh, contradictory uh, kind of reports on what Hamas is saying on this. Uh, on the one hand, you have uh, reports saying that Hamas wants, uh, wants itself to uh, set a list. So it wants to determine completely if Israeli prisoners of war are going to be released they want to have full charge over that, that they will say who, who will be released and the Israelis will have no say in that whatsoever, unlike the previous uh, temporary truce whereby they had to release a, l- a list and the Israelis had to approve kind of that list within the, within the defined uh, categories. Hamas is also saying that uh, the Israelis need to, you know, if they've made uh, some uh, gone to a certain point within Gaza due to the uh, land incursion, Hamas is saying that they need to go back to those areas, uh, you know, move back significantly, uh, in terms of where, where, where they've entered into Gaza, go back to where they were prior to, uh, to October the 7th. So that's one voice that we are hearing from, uh, from the Hamas side. Another very clear and official statement that came out yesterday saying that it is not willing to enter into any prisoner exchange if a complete ceasefire is not uh, not entered into um so uh I, I'm, I'm not sure if one would be able to reconcile those two because one seems to uh, to accept lesser demands and one one is an absolute demand for complete ceasefire in in the gaza strip from the israeli side we have the uh, the head of mossad saying that he has received uh, the green light from the Israeli government to proceed with these talks, and uh, significantly, we now have Netanyahu himself saying that they are uh considering the release of very senior Palestinian prisoners in any upcoming uh, uh up, upcoming uh, deal with the Palestinian uh, Palestinian resistance. And in this light, we have the curious movement over the past day of. Marwan Barghouti, Marwan Barghouti is a uh, very high ranking, uh, Fat- Fat- Fatah member, uh, who has been, uh, you, you know, uh, in, in prison since the time of the second intifada. Uh, so just over the weekend, he was transferred from the Ofa prison where he was held to solitary confinement in another prison. And, uh, that other prison has been named as the Ramon prison where he's still in solitary confinement. So that sudden movement, uh, could be suggesting that, you know, this may be part of uh, these discussions that are occurring uh, at the moment. What do we read into this, Molana? Firstly, uh, the fact that the Israelis seem to be now willing to make uh, such big prisoner exchange uh, exchanges or high-level prisoner exchanges and allow, allowing Hamas to determine that list. Uh, it it's obviously speaks towards uh, the military successes of Hamas on the ground. And the fact that Hamas, on the other hand, one of its possible conditions is demanding a full ceasefire. It could see that Israel is right now in a position of excessive weakness and therefore uh, allowing a prisoner exchange is allowing the Israelis to buy time. And therefore, uh, they, they are really set, setting now maximalist demands in this particular case. Uh, obviously, the high high number of injured Israeli soldiers and Israeli soldiers uh, di- dying every day. One of the immediate impetuses... For this particular ceasefire, also comes from Israeli society, where over the over the, uh, the, the the last few days, you had the Israelis killing three of their own prisoners of war in the Gaza Strip in very uh, very uh, you, you know humiliating circumstances, and that incident shocked the country. Uh, brought fresh urgent calls by the families of of the prisoners of war to secure the release of the rest and major protests that have been taking place uh, daily in Tel Aviv calling the Israeli regime to enter into this deal. But at the same time, one more thing that I should add to this entire discussion as it's fast developing and we've tried to look at at all the factors is the u.s uh, secretary of war lloyd austin uh he's coming to to the israelis this week and the report saying that uh he's coming to discuss how israeli forces should carry out a new phase of the war in in gaza and and as per those reports the next phase uh, again we're not sh- we shouldn't be overawed by by these kind of uh, pronouncements, but uh you know that next phase says uh, it would involve small groups of elite Israeli military forces conducting precise intelligence attacks to quote, root out Hamas leaders, rescue captives, and destroy tunnels so um uh, w- 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 what i'm suggesting here as well is uh, one shouldn't look at uh you know s- uh, ceasefire discussions in isolation but also look at how the israelis might be using these to be able to further their ends of war as uh, these reports clearly identify entering into a new phase and it's not uh, then then uh uh, it might be very convenient while you talk about the new phase in the war to also uh, keep people uh, occupied with uh, discussions and negotiations at the same time.
1: Hmm. Finally, the story for the morning, the last one. How a journalist attacked by the Israeli occupation was left to bleed to death in Gaza? Uh,
0: indeed, well, we know the deliberate attacks on Palestinian journalists as well as their families in the Gaza Strip. And uh, the journalist we are talking about here is uh, Samir Abu Dakka the photojournalist for for Al Jazeera, who was uh, was killed uh, on Friday. And this is. Uh, you know, in addition to the, uh, the injury, uh, injury on, uh, wa, 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 wa il, uh, Al-Tahdouh, the very famous Al Jazeera journalist was accompanying him. I'm just raising the story here this morning, uh, to say that, you know, uh, every group of people should, as a way of you know, breaking down, uh, there's so much trauma, there's so much atrocities in Gaza. Uh, every group should to, to try and uh, speak up for people in that, take take people in a similar category more seriously. So we are in, in the media, we know uh, um, uh, how, how much we are dependent on the reports coming out of the brave journalists of Gaza. And therefore we should speak up. As media men and and journalists for people in the same category, similarly for health workers, similarly for, uh, you you know, every other group uh, and their corresponding group in the Gaza Strip. So uh, the the, the details of what happened here uh, is… Uh, we had uh, Wail al-Tahduh, the, the, the actual reporter, accompanied by his cameraman, Samir Abu Abudakka, both for the Al Jazeera network. They went to the Farhana school where there were calls of uh, rescued, of, uh, uh, where, you know, many Palestinians were injured and besieged in this particular school, were trapped. So they went to cover the story uh, and... Uh, at at that particular time uh you you had uh an israeli strike that uh that struck al-tahduh as well as samir uh Tahtouh said that he tried to regain his strength and uh you know get out of the area which he managed to do he walked uh, to, to the paramedics. Uh, on, on the other hand, uh, Samir was very much, much, much more injured and the paramedics were unable to reach him. He himself was a- unable to reach the paramedics and the paramedics, uh, you know, s- told Wael rather we get you out of this area and we all get out of this area. Otherwise, all of us will be attacked and it will be even a, a bigger disaster. Uh, so, uh, they They went to the hospital, but uh, Samir was left in the field. the cameraman, the Al Jazeera cameraman. he was left to bleed for over five hours as Israeli forces prevented ambulances. And, uh, and and rescue workers from reaching him, denying the much-needed uh, emergency aid. Uh, and uh, there we go, the next in over 90 journalists in the Gaza Strip who have been killed, who we need to speak out for, as they are the voice of truth that is coming out very bravely from the Gaza Strip. But I want to pay tribute as well, once again, To Wa'il Dahduh, this person whose entire family has been wiped out, and the next day he still went out bravely to report from the field, and speaking from his hospital bed where he's injured, uh, he said, this is a preliminary message despite the wounds. I will try to regather myself and my strength to continue what we started from the beginning of the war, and despite everything, I expect to meet you tomorrow morning live on air.
1: Ibrahim jazakallah khairan for the update much appreciated assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah jazakallah khairan alaykum
0: assalam